Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and name FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Ed Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? Episode 72. I'm not going to try to guess the number player or anything like that because we're getting into these high-ass numbers and we're just not going to find anybody. <laughs> but I did want to give a special shout-out. Um, if you guys uh, got some of you that don't know, uh, you know, before I started with Insert Name FC, I was I did some YouTube videos for Soft Sports. And if you guys don't know what Soft Sports is, Soft Sports is a Houston like sports YouTube channel. So they talk all sports with only Houston. Um, so I did some videos for them, mainly talking like Dynamo, Astros, and like the Texans as well. That's kind of like the, the way they really got popular was through the Houston Texans. Well, um, last week they were featured on Fox 26. It was uh, like, uh, you know, that's like the local channel here in Houston. So we, like I was on, I was on the panel. Like I was actually like, so I was on Fox 26 news. Pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> So it's, it's it's crazy how how they've grown over the years and to be at that point to you know like just to get a shot to be featured on Fox Twenty Six was pretty badass and like really cool moment for me. Had people like message me like, hey, I saw you on TV. Which I'm not gonna lie, Edward, uh, I'm surprised people still <laughs> watch the news. So like, not to not, not to try to like you know be a dick about uh, the uh, you know Fox News or anything like that. I just assuming people my age group. <laughs> uh, because I also got messages from like, like teachers from high school, like, oh yeah, wow. I saw you on TV, Hector. And I'm like, well, I kind of expected that. But I mean, like, like actually, people that I went to school with were like, oh, dude, yeah, congrats, man, I saw you on the news. And I'm like, you watch the news? <laughs> but uh, so pretty cool, moment. so pretty cool. Um, so really excited. Um, I still do some stuff with Sauce Boards, so uh, yeah, things are going for them pretty well. I'm pretty excited for them. But obviously, we're talking about Insert Name FC though, um, which is Something I'm still wanting to make sure it it also grows as long as long as well as they are, but but yeah, it was a pretty cool moment for myself, just a little personal. And hey, look, I got and I got a job now, so <laughs> full time yeah, job, awesome. benefits, and you know, a decent salary. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm finally finally adulting. <laughs> so I got I got I got medical coverage now. So, <laughs> so that means I can hurt him in the field if I want to. Uh, can we just avoid? <laughs> can we just avoid like the region that's most the most bruised part of me? Because like I kind of want to have kids at some point. <laughs> it would be nice. <laughs> hey, so first of all, I haven't kicked you there in a long time. I haven't shot a soccer ball there in a long time, bro. Man, when Brandon just randomly shot me, I had like Ooh. flashbacks. <laughs> flashbacks. Luckily, he hit me in the stomach. <laughs> but oh my god, dude, that was anyway. 
Um, speaking of speaking of people being harmed, um, congratulations, freaking James Rodriguez, dude. Like, I mean, uh, I don't know how he's been doing over playing Qatar, I believe, right now. Um, but he he saved somebody's life. Um, yeah. So during the game, one of the players, like he was going through cardiac arrest, and so uh, James Rodriguez, uh, I guess he knew what to do in that situation. I don't know what the backstory behind what he, how he knew that to like you know, put his head in a, in a like lifted, I believe he lifted his head or something like that to make sure that he would like to give him a fighting chance to live. The guy lived, um, owes his life to James Rodriguez, but really cool story. You know, it's not really, I mean, it is soccer related, but obviously it has really nothing to do with soccer. It's just, you know, a, a human being saving another human's life. So that was pretty yep. cool. Uh, pretty cool to see, see that. Exactly. That is, that is right there. That's that, that's that human, that's the humanity. Uh, you'd love to see. Yeah, like a real good feel, good story. Yeah. But yeah, man. But anyways, oh, I'm not trying to like brush it off like that was nothing. But anyways, uh, we got a quite the show to have with you guys. We do have Transfer Watch. We have some headlines. We're going to have our debate. Um, and then, of course, give you guys our games to recap, players of the week, and give you guys some matches to look forward to this coming weekend. African Cup nations are now entering the knockout stages by the time this episode drops. So things are going to get a little bit more interesting in the African Cup nations. So, uh, but we'll get going with that. And then we'll wrap this show up with a three up, three down. And the topic will be songs that came out the year we were born. Yep. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. I mean, Spencer and I were both from like 1989 and then I'm 91. So man, there it goes. (laughs) I believe Edward's uh, one month older than Spencer. I am? Yeah, because he's September. Oh, okay. September 89. So you're the old man. Yeah, that's all good with me. She, <laughs> I don't feel old. So right now, I see my ankle. Uh, oh, yeah. Edward, uh, Edward did not. Yeah, we our, our season kicked back up. Um, and Edward couldn't play our first game because he was injured. And we, we ended up winning that game five to four. Um, justice because that was the team that screwed us over at the end of the last season. So, yeah. so justice for for Houston. My, my home, ironically, I, it's, it's hilarious. My homeboy was a player on the other team. He's the one that scored, I think, two goals. He's the one that basically brought them back to four. The one he got there late. Oh, uh, Adrian. Yeah. Wait, is that the the one the like the the short the dude with one? The long sleeve. Yeah, the short dude with the long the sleeve. The short dude, long sleeve. Okay, because I know yeah. you're also cool with that one dude that wears Real Madrid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tall guy, the defender. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't remember him scoring goals. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I, I not, not the tall guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so so we started the season with a win. Obviously, by the time the episode drops, we'll be going into... We got a doubleheader. So hopefully Edward is, is 100% for that game because uh, we're going to need him. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, that's why that's why I'm, I'm honestly not even going to play this, the, the other two games that I have for this week. Uh, I didn't play today. I'm gonna play tomorrow, and I'm not playing Wednesday. Because, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to heal up. I still have like some feeling on my ankle all the way, like basically up to my calf on the tendon, to where it still feels mighty ripe. Where like I barely take one quick move, and it's like, uh, my ankle gives up. But anyways, you know, like let's move on with the show. You know, personal stuff. <laughs> all right. I don't want to tell people my injuries. For all we know, are are. Two teams listen to our podcast, you know what I mean? And that's cool, but it's like at the same time, it's like, okay, go for the dude with the, with the, 
with the weak ankles. Yeah. Sweep the leg. <laughs> this Sweep is like the Cobra, leg. Cobra Kai. <laughs> Cobra Kai over here. That'd be a cool team name, Cobra Kai. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna go ahead and take a break and then we'll get going with with the with the transfer watch yes yo edward i'm digging that jersey where did you get it thanks i got it at fanatics.com what's fanatics Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. Sir. And we're back. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, If you guys... Please check out our social media at Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. Um, if you guys go to our bios, you'll see a link at the bottom that takes you to our link tree where you can see where you can listen to us to Spotify, Pandora, Apple, um, Spreaker, um, also Belly Up Sports Podcast, uh, Belly Up Sports uh, website, and of course our great partners of Fanatics and Audible and the Insert Name FC clothing store. So. You know, go ahead and check us out once again on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. All right, everyone, we got transfer watch. And uh, right. we're going to start things off with the MLS. Um, FC Dallas is bringing in Nanu on loan with an option to buy from FC Porto. Ooh. And Nanu is a defender. We're going to get, we're going to actually going to come back because FC Dallas, uh, another FC Dallas product is actually going to Europe and we'll touch that. We'll touch base on that pretty soon. Um, but yeah, so Juventus is looking to make a loan for Memphis to pie. So I'm guessing, you know, obviously, I'm sure there's still rumors going on between, you know, Barcelona trying to get Morata um, for some yeah. reason. I mean, you already got Ferran Torres. He can technically play that spot. But you know what? I'm not an expert. But um, yeah, maybe maybe they're looking to bargain Juventus. You know, hey, we'll take. You know, I know we're gonna you're gonna lose the guy. You're number nine. Well, we'll give you another number nine in Memphis to pie. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, yeah. How would you feel Memphis to pie being for with Juventus? Well, um, I mean, with with Juventus, I mean, I guess it would be an okay fit. Uh, honestly, I think that the pie adds something to the attack of whatever team he may be in. Um, it's a uh, flair, um, speed some tenacity like um i like the fact that he, there was one there was one time that uh he was a uh, it was a ball that they gave him and he actually did chase it you know to try to make sure that they didn't go out instead of just letting it go roll over just because you feel like it's too far off like he still has that that hunger you know like it, i guess like you could say that tattoo that he has on his back kind of matches how his play style is like he's ferocious he's hungry he just he wants to keep going he does have a line on the back, right? Yeah. So so I feel like that would be that I think he would be uh, a good signing for Juventus. I'm not saying like he's gonna be like, oh my god, he's the game changer and everything like that. Like he's a good sign. He's a good signing. I feel like like I said, in any team that he may join, I feel like it's a good sign. All right. So Real Madrid, this is gonna all right, you guys gotta bear with me when I explain this. Real Madrid retrieve Borja Mayoral from Roma to send him on loan to Gaddafi. Ooh. 
So um, Maya Raw has actually been not been featured in Roma for a while now. Jose Mourinho actually has been lately preferring uh, Tammy Abraham, which can I, I can't disagree with it. You guys know how I feel about Tammy Abraham. Um, so <laughs> you know, Real Madrid's like, okay, well, you're not going to play our guy, so we'll go ahead and take him away. Um, and you know, Getafe is like, hey, we'll take him, and so you know, so now Borja now plays for for Getafe. So yeah. I mean. As long as he gets some playing time, I don't necessarily think that uh, Borja is like part of Real Madrid's future in any shape or form, especially when you're hearing what Real Madrid is trying to do this summer. So it's it's going to be interesting, um, nonetheless. But you know, it, it's an interesting transaction that took place. It, I mean, apparently we're going to hear a lot more offers because you know you got the whole uh, Luke De Jong that might even go from go on loan to Cadiz from his loan from Barcelona. So. You know, it's not the craziest thing. Yeah, happen. right. But uh, continuing on, a- Aston Villa completes a loan for Lucas Digne for $25 million. Um, So the Everton fullback is now joining Steven Gerrard's team, but uh, they're not done yet, and we'll we'll get to it uh, a little bit sooner. Eventually. Or do we already say continue? <laughs> okay, well, continue. Yeah, last episode we mentioned continue going to... So, so Steven Gerrard is making some moves, man. It's it's really interesting what this Aston Villa team has been doing, and um, you know, yeah. I'm sure everyone doesn't want to remember, remember that Manchester United Aston Villa game that happened this past weekend. But we'll go ahead and, and move on, Edward. Um, yes. Unless you want to touch up on that. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. Jesus Tecatito Corona joins Sevilla, so the man is finally leaving Portugal. And is going into La Liga playing for Sevilla. Um, I really like this move. Um, you know, me and Ever have said good things about Sevilla that they're a very, uh, very good club, very well structured club, very well disciplined club. And um, Tecatito, I mean, you know, he needs to go to the next level, and and I think La Liga is definitely that next level for him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Tecatito is a good player all around. I think he is. It's just all his injuries have brought him down. But the thing is, what I like about Tecatito, even with all the injuries and being injury-prone, it's like he comes back and it's like he's the same. He doesn't drop a level. Like, his dribbling still stays the same. If anything, like, he'll keep being speedy. <clears throat> so, I think it's a good it's a good move for him. I think I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, this is this is a really, again, isn't anything that's happening in the January transfer window, but Atletico Madrid is actually planning to let Luis Suarez's contract expire for the summer, so they will not be looking to retain the Uruguayan. Um, there is rumors going around that a possible MLS move, particularly Inter-Miami, is what it's looking like, uh, that they're going to be looking to bring Luis Suarez there. So, I mean, uh, let's be honest, like, I don't think Luis Suarez is like the future for Atletico Madrid. I mean, I don't think you can try to try to get me to believe that uh, Luis Suarez is part of your team's future, especially where he's at in his age. Um, I, I don't know what their, their answer is going to be at the forward position. I mean, you have Angel Correa. I guess that could be an option, but I would, I would, I would be saying this summer that don't be surprised if Atletico Madrid goes, goes out there and go gets themselves a striker in the summer. Yeah. I mean, well, <clears throat> the thing is, I think Luis Suarez still has maybe one good year left, like one good, like a year playing for a major league. And then after that, I guess you could say like, 
you'll go to US. I, like, I'm not saying that, oh, MLS is going to be like the chopping block for him. Like, it's going to be the end, retirement league, whatever. Um, <coughs> so I, I think, like, even if he goes to Serie A or EPL, um, stays in La Liga. So just, you know, I just, I feel like he still has that one good year with him. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I, I totally agree on that one. But uh, we'll go ahead and move on. And uh, Roma have revived their interest in Granite Xhaka. Go ahead and take him. Just, just take him. Just, I, <laughs> at this point, I'm okay with paying to let you have him. Wow, <laughs> bro. You're, no way. Are you serious? I. Oh my God, Edward. You don't. I know, know how much you hate him, but jeez. You, you don't really know actually... how <sighs> pissed I was. When his dumbass got that stupid red card in the oh. semifinal of the Carabao Cup against Liverpool. Now, props to, to Arsenal because they, they went in and went toe to toe with, with Liverpool with only 10 men and, and got out a nil nil draw to at least go into that second leg very cleanly. But Granit Xhaka, I've been telling you, he all, he, he, he does like a spectacular game. He has a spectacular game. And then he leads it off with a, with a, with a red card like the next game. And, and it's just like, I'm done with this charade. I don't believe in him. I've never believed in him. I want him out of this club. There's no way you can ever try to spin zone me that Granit Xhaka is good for Arsenal. I want him out. I want this man out of this t- club. If Jose Mourinho sees something in him, well, good for him. Because I don't want him. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> I guess... Make Hector's day. <laughs> yeah, Justin Mourinho, just make my day. At least you can finally make yeah. make something for me, <laughs> bro. What if he just? I don't know. What if? What if? What if? Uh, what if uh, he just makes it like to where he makes Shaka big, and then they end up facing off like in the National Cup or something, and then like he's the one that scores against Arsenal, and then like, that's like in the, game in the event that Arsenal and and Roma are in the 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 Europa, the Europa League final or the Champions League final, yeah. <laughs> in that event, if that, if if somehow Arsenal finds themselves in the Champions League final, uh, I don't, maybe. Why maybe. you gotta laugh? Why do you gotta laugh so hard at that? I don't, just don't see that happening anytime soon. <laughs> you gotta get in the Champions League first, but um, yeah. but yeah, that'd be interesting. Anyways, um, Manchester United is set to sign Napoli's Fabian Ruiz, a midfielder. Um, do they need a midfielder? Edward? Napoli. Um, honestly, I don't think so. I don't think. I don't think they do. Well, you got the, Fred, so. <laughs> uh, well, now that you mention it. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. We got, we got to give. I mean, we got to give him a chance. We got to give him a chance. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Newcastle have signed Burnley's Chris Wood, the New Ze- the man from New Zealand. He is now at Newcastle United. Um, that's all I gotta say. And that's not necessarily. I mean, he he's played in the Premier League. Uh, has has a lot of experience in the Premier League. Um, but I don't think this is the the sign the sign that's gonna put Newcastle over over the top. But you know, they're they're you know they're making moves. All right, yep, FC exactly. Dallas 
sends Justin Che to Hoffenheim on an 18-month loan with an option to buy. So Justin Che will be joining uh, Chris Richards over at Hoffenheim. And if you guys want to know a little bit about Justin Che, this is a guy that Bayern Munich was looking at very heavily. They just didn't. They just didn't squeeze the trigger. And Hoffenheim is going after and getting the uh, young defender um, over to Hoffenheim, and you know he's going to have some a familiar face there because obviously another FC Dallas product, Chris Richard, will be over there with him. So uh, you know Hoffenheim, I think it's a really good move for them. I think I like this move and. And uh, I can't, I can't wait to see Justin Che playing in the Bundesliga, uh, and yet another FC Dallas product playing in Europe. Yep. All right, Napoli is in talks for Ajax's Nicholas Talia Fisco. Oh wow, trusting that ten times fast. Yeah, I had to practice on FIFA, uh, so I just, I was playing FIFA, and I was just like little classic. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's a very tricky last name, but yeah. So Napoli is looking to bring in that the the fullback over to Nat uh, from from IX to Napoli. So very interesting. Um, he's definitely one of the older players of IX, which yeah, there's older players that play in IX, guys. Um, yeah, but yeah, continuing on, Chelsea is set to offer forty million for Frankie De Jong. Mm. Why? Well, I have no idea. <laughs> Do they need a midfielder? That's what I was thinking. Probably, like, <laughs> Probably not. I was like, mm, oh, let me see Kante, who else? else? Jorginho. Um, still have Saul for some weird reason. Oh, uh, for real, dude. I thought he was already on his way back. Uh, Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz. Um, well, Kovacic. he's like a. Co- Mateus Kovacic is still in there? Yep. Yeah, I, I know. Wow. Even I'm surprised. <laughs> Damn, bro. I haven't seen him in a long time. Um, I think I think that's no. Is that really all the midfielders I can think of? Off the top of my head, I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, uh Mount Mason Mount. Is oh, he... Mason Mount. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. I think Kai Havertz and Mason Mount both play like the same style, the same way. Like you can put them up top. Yeah. And then I feel like Kante, Jorginho, um, Kovacic, like they play a little bit more farther back. Oh, but well, they're they're making an offer for Frankie De Jong, and I mean, you know, some people. I don't know. How do you feel about Frankie De Jong? Are, are you are you disappointed with him, or do you think he's, he's he still has to grow? Or he, he 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 did what he could. Let's just put it that way. He did what he could, and it helped in some situations. It, it it didn't, you know, like, I mean, he's no Rakitic, you know, so, but he has yeah, those, are, those are pretty big shoes to try to fill, though. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's true. Um, Arsenal are to offer 60 million and Lucas Torreira to seal Dusan Vlahovic over at Fiorentina. Um, so, I mean, there was rumors going around that Fiorentina would be looking to secure uh, Lucas Torreira. Well, Arsenal is going to use that as a bargaining chip to secure Dusan Vlahovic because I do believe uh, Fiorentino actually wants 150 million to get to for Arsenal to get Dusan. Um, so they're like, well, we're not going to do that, and we'll give you 60 million, and we'll give you Lucas Torreira. 
So I, yeah, I mean, true. I would say, yeah, I like, I would, I would like that that move very much. I know Torreira is just not gonna be with Arsenal. I've already accepted that. Um, and Vlahovic, I mean, Arsenal needs a a definite number nine, and that is a definite number nine. He's been having an amazing season at uh, Fiorentina, and I I would hope that that can translate over to Arsenal. Yeah. So I mean, there you go. Yep. <laughs> Um, Barcelona want Roberto Firmino. Nah, I mean he's a he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Just now, it's just for. now what I'm yeah now what I'm looking for. All right, <laughs> there you go. Uh, Paul Ariola, uh, Paul Ariola is gonna is set to go on loan with an option to buy with Club America. So it looks like Paul Ariola will be making a return to like Liga MX. Um, it's an interesting move. But uh, I do like Paul Ariola. He's a very he's a hardworking winger. Um, I think I've said that plenty of times. Um, and you know, I mean, he has club. Uh, I mean, not club America. He has Liga MX experience because he played in Tijuana. So yeah, I think it's an interesting. It's interesting to see America going after an American. But um, you know, I, I I like it. I think I I do like this move. I don't know if America really needs wingers like that, but apparently they do. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, I mean, that's good, though. Kind of puts you in a perspective kind of deal with the Americans. That's very true. And then the last one, and this, I made this one the last one because um, there's some, like, there's some, there's some, there's some things going on with, with, uh, with Colorado Rapids and Kellen Acosta's relationship. So the Colorado Rapids end up trading Kellen Acosta to LAFC for what? I'm not entirely sure. I'm guessing, like, you know, target allocation money or general allocation money. Um, but uh, Kellen Acosta spoke out on this. Um, he actually ended up saying that uh, there was actually some teams in Europe that were looking to get him, and Colorado did not want to make any of those transactions. I don't know what was really going on. I don't know if they were trying to extend Kellen Acosta or what was going on, but they just couldn't, I guess, Colorado didn't want to sell him to a club, so they chose to trade him instead to LAFC. Uh, apparently there's that, that relationship kind of, kind of like fringed and like obviously got exposed on social media. So now everybody at least has, knows about that part, not really the details, but knows that there's a, there's a misrelate, there's a bad relationship between the front office and Kellen Acosta now over at Colorado. But, you know, Kellen Acosta now is a player for LAFC. Um, who would, you know, now have a new manager. Um, it's gonna be interesting what LAFC is gonna look like next season. Yeah. Or this this coming season, next sense. This the season is coming up pretty uh this this pretty soon. But yeah, so that is the transfer watch, and we're gonna go get going with headlines and we're gonna start things off with uh our girl Trinity Rodman. She got named, she got she got called up for the US women's national team January camp. Now, there is no games. Uh, no, no games that are, are actually scheduled, but they're going to have a camp and it's mainly just to build some chemistry and see some new faces. And obviously Trinity Rodman had to be a name to be dropped in here because I mean, she had the mate, the one of the best seasons that anyone could have for a rookie, which was winning the NWSL's rookie of the year and then topping the year off with being an NWSL cup champion. So, I mean, and she was definitely a big part of it. For, for the Washington Washington spirit. Um, so the camp will be in Austin, Texas from January 19th to the 28th. 
Um, like I said, there won't be any matches. It's mainly just to like build some chemistry and, and start getting ready for the you know for the women's world cup that'll be coming in 2023. Um, and if you guys are like, oh, maybe it's just you know, it's like no names are gonna be in this call-up. No, uh Alyssa Nair is gonna be there, Abby Dahl Kemper is gonna be there, Sofia Huerta, Kelly O'Hara, Emily Sonnet, Lindsay Horan, the captain of the new number 10 for the US women's national team, Rose Lavelle, Christy Mewis, Samantha Mewis, Ashley Hatch, Mallory Pugh. Margaret Purse and Lynn Williams. So, I mean, yeah, you're not going to, Alex Morgan didn't get called up. Um, uh, Tobin Heave, like, you know, like Megan Rapino, like the, the ones that are the, the big names, but these are still like solid women's, you know, US international players that are going to be featured in this camp. So it's not like a wasted camp or anything like that. There are some new, some new faces that are going to be in this camp, but it's mainly to build chemistry because, like I said, they're, they're pushing to go get ready for the 2023 World Cup. As they're hoping to win yet another one, so yeah. Um, so I mean, it's cool for Trinity Robin. This is the next step, and you know, it, it was gonna bound. It was bound to happen. There was no way you can't have this girl out there. She's a she's a beast, and she's killing it right now. And and I definitely can't wait to see her representing the U.S. Hopefully soon. Yep, exactly. Yep, and so I mean, I'm sure people are gonna. If you guys, if you guys haven't realized, Trinity Robin is the uh, the daughter of. NBA star Dennis Rodman. So if you guys didn't know that, you guys couldn't put two and two together on that one. But yeah, so one of the most dominant basketball players in NBA history, um, her daughter, his own daughter, is said to look like one of the most dominant players in women's soccer history. Yeah. We hope so. <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> All right, man. Continuing on, we have Axel Key breaks Freddie Adu's record. So if you guys, a, a brief history uh, lesson here. Uh, oh, if you guys man. don't know who Freddie Adu is. <laughs> that was, uh, we were all hyped up on him when we were kids too. So at the time, Freddie Adu was the youngest professional soccer player in the in MLS, MLS history. What was it, Chicago Fire? Uh, DC United. Oh, DC United, right, 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 right. So he ends up signing at 14 years, 168 uh, days old. Um, so that he was the youngest signing. They, no one's ever heard of a 14 year old playing professionals, uh, any a professional right. sport in general. Um, yeah. And so that was huge. You know, there was so much hype around him, um, and uh, it, it didn't pan out that well. <laughs> no, it, it really didn't. Um, I mean, he did good in the in, in the MLS in the club level. Um, he finally gets a call up with the U.S. men's national team, but uh, nothing spectacular to mention. He did end up going to Europe at some point. I think he played in in Portugal. Um, I think it was Benfica that he played for. I don't. I, I don't think I can. I don't know. Off the top, I don't remember off the top of my head. But um, yeah, just didn't have uh, the greatest career uh, that everyone thought he was going to be. You know, like oh my god, you know, fourteen year old is gonna he's gonna make something for himself and. And maybe maybe there was just too much pressure. Maybe we were overhyping him a little too much. But yeah, the it, his career didn't pan out. But uh, let's talk about Axel Key and why Axel Key is now the youngest player in MLS history. Axel Key signed his professional contract at 14 years and 15 days old. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah. Um, and so, if you guys are wondering, well, is he really good? Well, he was one. He was born in the Ivory Coast, so. Um, obviously, the Ivory Coast is probably going to be looking at him pretty heavily because you know he's from the Ivory Coast. But he did yeah. grew, he did grow up in Brazil, so he grew up in Brazil. His dad, his Damn. dad, 
was a professional soccer player as well. Did play in Brazil. Uh, that, that's why they lived. In, that, that's why they lived in Brazil. Um, so you know, he grew up in Brazil. He ended up moving to the U.S. in 2017. Uh, did mm-hmm. play with LA Galaxy San Diego uh, Academy, um, and then eventually found himself with our you know Real Salt Lakes Academy system. As a matter of fact, uh, this last summer he took the U15s. Uh, he, he was part of the U, the U15s MLS Next Cup Championship team, um, where he did win the Golden Boot of the tournament. Um, and, and this kid is a. Um, I need to like check this one more time, but I'm pretty sure that he's six foot four. Damn. <laughs> I could be he's wrong. Six foot four. Dude. <laughs> Bro, I'm over here being 32 years old. Yeah, nine. he's a, he's six foot four. Jeez. Wow, and he's fourteen. Wow. So I mean, I think technically men stop. Gro- I think men stop growing at eighteen. So I mean, uh, he must. He had a hell of a growth spurt. Can you imagine just parents like asking uh, for for like a birth certificate to prove his birth? <laughs> oh my god, bro, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so he's officially um, a part of Real Salt Lake's team. Um, I can't tell you all the time what position he plays. He plays, I believe, he's a winger. So mm. I don't know. I don't know how Ralph Salt Lake is looking at in the winger spot. But uh, um, well, when you when you see a six foot four player coming off the bench, well, then now you know that's Axel Key. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's cool to see that there's gonna that, that, you know we're gonna have younger, more younger players signing into the MLS. It's it's, it's I love seeing that in general. Um, so. I like that like there's academy systems are using their academy players more and more like they're calling them up. It is a great option. Unfortunately, it sucks that these guys have to pay to to be in those academies, but it's still it's just pretty cool to see and hopefully that you know MLS maybe does something to fix that uh for for the for that for their sake. But yeah, uh I'm going to be really interested. I'm not hopefully he doesn't I mean hopefully he doesn't have the the similar fate as Pretty Adu. Hopefully he has some more success in his future. Uh, for Axel Key, because I mean, there's going to be some eyes watching for, watching him, and I'm sure that as soon as he makes his debut, everybody's going to know about it, and def- will definitely know about it for sure. I mean, it's a six four four fourteen year old, so shoot, he could play center back if you really think about it. Yeah, true. Uh, for all we know, he's actually well, like a, a, prob- winger, a probable hitter. If he's a winger, you know, that means that he's fast. Um, so you have a fast big kid. That, okay, let me put it this way: at six foot four, it depends also like where his mass is most of it. If it's like on his legs and stuff, it's um just uh you know um um he could have those long strides. I mean, look at Alfonso Davies. Alfonso Davies looks like he's he looks pretty tall. But he's he's really he used to look really lanky, but now it's like he's put on so much muscle that it, he just looks un, un, unbeatable. That's a that's a big ass kid. Yeah, that's that's, that's huge. a big kid. That is that's just all right. So uh, yeah, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on him for sure. Uh, 
Not in a weird way, but you know, obviously when he makes his debut, we'll we'll definitely talk about it when that happens. But congratulations, Axel Key. Like I said, hopefully you're able to have a better career than Freddie Adu, unfortunately. Um, all right, and moving on to the last headline, and that is Jani Sikazwe. Jani Sikazwe. So that name does not ring a bell to you. That's okay. It's fine. But in the African Cup of Nations, they had one of the most controversial finishes to a match. And that was the Tunisia versus Mali game. And the controversy was Jani blew the whistle to end the match early twice. Once in the 85th minute and again in the 89th minute. Um, Mali ended up winning this game one to nothing. Tunisia, the Tunisian players and the coach were very furious. They were yelling at the ref. Um, so when he blew in the 85th minute, they were getting furious about it. Um, and then once he realized that there was still time in the game, uh, I guess the assistant reps helped him out there. So they, you know, played, they continued on to play. And then he blew it again four minutes later, not even giving any stoppage time, like nothing, and just ended the game once again early. But that's, it doesn't stop there, Edward. Um, so obviously they're doing the press conferences and, you know, kind of moving on, you know, talking about what happened in the game, which I'm sure if you ask the Tunisian players, uh, they're obviously not a lot of not 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 uh, they weren't saying anything nice. Um, so and the 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 African Confederation actually ended up coming out and interrupted these press conferences and ordered to resume play. So they were trying to you know tell the players like, hey, get back out there on the field. We we still need to finish this game. We'll, we'll give you guys time to finish the game. So Mali ends up hitting the pitch. Like Mali goes back out on the field because we're like, oh well, I guess we're gonna play now. Um, and Tunisia still kind of really mad about what how how things were how things transpired, uh, opted out not to, which ended up keeping the result how it was, which was once again Mali winning one to nothing. Uh, I gotta say this is definitely one of the weirdest things. If you guys think maybe you guys wonder maybe Jenny doesn't have like much experience, this man has World Cup experience. Um, he was part of the 2018 World Cup. He actually. Uh, I think the, the I believe the one of the matches that he officiated was actually one of the one of the best matches in the 2018 World Cup. Um, so you can't use that as an excuse. So I mean, I don't know if he just had a brain fart twice, um, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Edward, how would you feel if you were if you were a Tunisian player right now? Well, um, I mean, if I was a Tunisian player, I guess. I don't know. I, I feel like, like I mean, you're, you're, I'd be, you're I'd, I'd be really upset. Yeah, I'd be really more upset. Not just mention it like that. It's just like obviously, one, you're confused because the whistle was blown, and then it's like 85. You know, there's still like five minutes of regular play to play. Not we're not even talking about like stoppage time. We're just talking yeah. about regular play, and, and you know, there's there's confusion in there, and then they decide they you know end up resuming the play. And then four minutes later, once again, you don't finish uh, regulation time. You blow the whistle again, ignoring the stoppage time. So at this point, you're kind of pissed off because, you know, I, I feel, I guess, I don't know if Tunisia was like kind of building some momentum near the end to get an equalizer. But obviously, if you also had stoppage time, it would have given them ample time to at least try to get in an equalizer, um, at least give themselves a fighting chance. And then, you know, they blew the whistle. You you, you go back to the locker room. You're 
you're kind of just fed up with that. And I mean, I guess I can kind of relate to it just because of the fact of like how how the Swiss League ends up being a few times with us. Yeah. We're we're at the point where we're just like, man, fuck this shit. Like, shoot, we didn't even think we we're gonna play this season, to be honest. Because, um, yeah, really, 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 really. I mean, we were kind of mad. And, like, you know, unfortunately, you know, maybe if they told us, hey, you guys want to keep playing when we were still in the heat of that moment where we didn't have to, we didn't have time to calm down and kind of like just, re- re- you know, reassess. Um, but, you know, obviously they were pissed off. And the last thing they were going to do was go back out on the field with, with the way, <laughs> with the way Janny was. God knows he probably ended up blowing the whistle in two seconds into it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was it was not a great look for it, it's not a great look for Avcon, which sucks because Avcon has actually looked really has been really fun. Um, if you guys have been watching those matches, it's been so much fun watching the African Cup of Nations. I've been enjoying every time I've been watching it uh, throughout the day. So, yeah, it just sucks because it's a it's a really good tournament, and then this just you know like this is gonna be what's gonna be highlighted, not like the great the great games that are going on right now, like Nigeria beating Egypt and and all that. So like. You're, you know, you're, we're missing out on like the other good, the good things that African Cup of Nations are doing, and then you have this that happened, um, and, and obviously this kind of puts like a, a little bit of a stain on on African Cup of Nations, but um, yeah, I, I'm sure Jenny is, is someone that's going to be right now highly secured right now because uh, he's not going to be safe if he's walking out of public right now, especially <laughs> if you're Tunisian. Um, yeah, I, I think if to I, I think I can definitely relate to these guys, man. Like, it just sucks. And then, like, the last thing you want to do is go back out there after you got you know you got shafted. So, yeah, yeah, that is just just yikes, man. Like, I, and that's crazy because Jan, like, once again, like I said, Janny is, is has has is a well uh record is a recognized uh official. You know, once again, he like I said, he was part of the 2018 World Cup, and so. You know, for it has a lot of experience, and you would think that he would know to keep, you know, keep track of a clock. Um, it, you know, that I, I, I assume that's like at least the bare minimum part of being a referee. Um, yeah. So it's it's definitely yeah, it sucks, but I, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure that they'll move on from this. Uh, you're gonna you'll move. Uh, nah, you probably wouldn't. This is gonna be one of those things that you're just gonna constantly remember, uh, no matter what. But. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to sting for a while now, especially if you're, especially if this game decided if Tunisia's not going on to the next round. Like that's going to suck even more for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I I don't know where they are right now in the standings, but I would assume that like that it it, it would suck if if this is what bites them in the ass. So yeah, I could definitely get that. I could totally relate to that. Actually, we could relate to that because of what happened last season where we where we started the season with a fight. And we felt like maybe yeah. that that bit that bit is in the ass too. Yep, and it did, it did. Yeah, so it definitely can relate. Uh, <laughs> and, and and clearly we haven't moved on from it. <laughs> so uh, I mean, I, I moved on. So well, I haven't moved on, Edward. <laughs> I could I could tell I could tell. <laughs> All right, Edward, it is debate time. This debate is brought to you by the insert name FC Clothing Store. Brought to you by our good friends at Bonfire. Um, if you guys want to go ahead and check it out, once again, it's right there in our bios on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. It's our link tree. It's the first thing that pops up as soon as you get into our link tree. It says InsertNameFC Clothing Store. Go ahead and check it out. Right now, we just have two basic designs. Uh, once me and Edward can 
be more creative in the graphics department. Maybe we'll we'll drop out drop out some more designs. But like till then, <laughs> those are the basic looks that we got right now. But if you guys do end up getting some of the uh, the insert name FC gear, uh, we would definitely love if you guys were to you know take pictures of you guys rocking the gear and post it on social media and tag us in it so we can go ahead and share it out to the masses to be saying, hey, look, insert name FC is running wild. Um, so. There is that. So make sure you guys go ahead and check out, once again, check out the Instant Name FC store brought to you by Bonfire. All right, Edward, it is the pay time. And uh, Rafa Benitez got sacked by Everton. He is no longer the manager at Everton after yet another uh, loss for the, for the Toffees. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask you this, Edward. Because, um, you know, they lost to Norwich. So, mm-hmm. yikes. And, you know, obviously Everton now is at 16th place. As a matter of fact, they've lost three of their last five matches. The other two mat- results were a draw and a win. Um, they currently have five wins, four four draws, and 10 losses. It, it's, 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 been, it's been a rough season for Everton, especially after, you know, looking, having such promise with them. You know, you had, you had uh, Carlo Ancelotti, Running the club, he brings in guys like James Rodriguez. Um, there, it looked like there was a lot of upside with Everton, and then you lose Carlo Ancelotti. Uh, James Rodriguez ends up going to well, we we know where James Rodriguez ends up going there. He he goes over to Qatar and starts saving lives, and and you hire Rafa Benitez. And, and, and so my question is. Is is it is it Rafa Benitez's fault? Is was is Rafa Benitez the problem at was he the problem at Everton? Oh, I think it just I think right now we've reached and I guess you could say like a like an era where it's really easy to point the finger to the manager and especially in the EPL. God, like Manchester United, for example, has been. They've been playing freaking duck duck goose with the managers, and um, uh, it just—I think it's—it's it's fairly, fairly easy to say. I don't think he's the problem. It's just—I feel like it's on both sides. It, it can't just be the manager. It can't just be the players. It, it's on both sides. There's got to be some sort of connection. Um, like, I mean, for example. Um, Paul Gunner, he's a player coach. They respect him, they like him, but he wasn't strict. And so I think that was his downfall. Um, then you got coaches like Mourinho, where Mourinho once, you know, he just basically starts blaming all the players and saying the players are the ones that suck and he can't have as much as he tells them and stuff like that. Then you know, the players is not going to cooperate with you. So, you know, Mourinho, I feel like that's where he dug his own grave. And like Tottenham, for example, you know, he dug his own grave. Um, Then it's just like uh, with Benitez, I think it's just a little bit of both. Um, You don't really have the high quality players you would expect in the EPL. Uh, with Everton, and but I, I do think like it's a little bit of 
the manager and a little bit the players. They both have to kind of meet in the middle. And then you do what the manager says. Let the players do their own thing as a manager. Let their players flow with the creativity. Like See how the chemistry is. That's why you got to keep an eye on it. If you don't, you know, if you change stuff too often, too much, or you just keep it the same, don't even try to fix it, just tweak it a little bit, then, you know, everything's going to fall apart. So I uh, I want to say it's not Benitez's fault, but it's not like entirely like he's free from it all. You know, I mean, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. And, and I think it's just that like, Ancelotti and Rafa Benitez definitely have different perspectives as far as how they how they approach their solid attacks. I I think you and me have kind of seen we know what Carlo Ancelotti does is yeah his is more build up play and, and and move you know ball movement and the attack is definitely a, a very different style. Whereas Rafa Benitez is clearly a defensive minded manager and he likes to play more defensively and kind of let you know the players that. You know, you do whatever they need to do to score goals, which if you don't, if we're thinking about the way the game is now, it's about, it's a lot about build the play. If you think of the way Pep Guardiola does this, you know, Pep Guardiola is like the best example of how the game is now evolved. Like it's all about build the play um, and, and actually using tactics to be well on the attack. Um, defense still has a priority in it, but like, you know, you, if you're looking at Jose Mourinho right now, he's, it's kind of, kind of now behind us now. Like I don't think Jose Mourinho's tactics applies well now to the game anymore. And you can say the same thing for Rafa Benitez, who right. honestly hasn't necessarily had like the best of forms since leaving Liverpool. Like Liverpool is, I would say, is still the highlight of his career because of how good how good that Liverpool team was. Obviously, won the Champions League, um, but. You, I haven't really heard much from Rafa Benitez. You know, he, you know, aside from when he got fired from Real Madrid, mm-hmm. um, and so I think it's just his tactics are are dated. Like it's just, is it good to have the de- de- uh, you know good discipline in the back line? Of course, like that's not. I'm not saying that, but you know, you have to evolve your attack. You can't just depend. And and also like, you know, when you especially with Everton, you have for Charleston up front, uh, you know, a. a a Brazilian striker that you know we're supposed to be seeing a lot more in the future for Brazil, um, and 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 some other good quality players, but you know they can't they can't just do it on their own. Like you know you need build up play, you need you need to prep well in the attack as well. And if you're more putting more of an effort on defense, well, and you don't put any effort in in the attack, you're not going to build chemistry. You're not going to build momentum for the attacking side. And I think like that that is to me one of the downfalls for Everton this season, a team that you and me thought were gonna continue to get better and better as ever, yeah, as we saw I mean, every I year. Yeah, I mean I thought I honestly thought that, that was gonna be the case. And and so like I mean, it it it, it is kind of cheap to just blame the manager because you know that's all that, that's like the easiest thing to do. Uh and and I and I totally agree with you with with, with saying that or believing that way. But I think it is pretty obvious that Rafa Benitez just his style of play just doesn't work with this with this team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean maybe, yeah. But it looks like um I they I, I believe they already got their interim manager in place. I think they're looking to get Roberto Martinez 
to take over, which I'm like, is he going to leave Belgium or something? Is, it, is there something that, they, that we don't know about Roberto Martinez? <laughs> that like apparently any club thinks that they can just go get him? <laughs> um, yeah. Because I'm like, this guy's, uh, as far as I know, I think Belgium's still number one in, in, in FIFA rankings. Uh, I mean, I'm probably wrong on that one, but it seems like they're still ranked number one. Uh, yeah. Why would he want to leave that <laughs> um, for starters? But apparently that's the name that they're looking at. So maybe, maybe they get him. Maybe they don't. Who knows? Um, so we'll, we'll see. But I, I definitely think that I think you could definitely blame it on Rafa Benitez. But I can also see your side that it, it also the players need to play out, out there as well. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, it's a it's a double edged sword. Like the player, it's all you got. You can definitely blame the players, but you also have to look at, at who's running the team. So. I definitely agree with you on that part. But yeah, man, so the debate is posted on social media. Once again, on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. If you want to share your thoughts on there, go ahead and, and, and respond on the post. And of course, if you guys want to give us a, a debate topic on for a future episode, you can drop it there as well or just send us a personal message on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. And if we like it, we'll feature it on a future episode. And we'll even share uh, give you a shout out not only on here, but we'll also give you a shout out on uh, on the post for our social media for the for the debate topics. So, Edward, you and me are going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with game recaps. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience of Audible, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we are back. All right, Edward, games to recap. Uh, make sure you get your game to recap. What's your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is drum roll, please. Wait, I thought you were gonna do the drum roll, <laughs> like the physical, like you, you. You did it. No, I did it with my mouth. That was like, you know, like I thought you were gonna or something like that. I don't know. All right, well, there, there you go. I heard it. All right, so my game to recap it's actually the Pachuca versus Chivas game. Um. Ooh, a little league uh, max. Yeah. So it was uh, basically the reason. Okay. So the reason why I chose this was because it was, it, the, it was very controversial in the sense of like the own goal. Um, I saw it. I was watching it when it was going on. Um, so Pachuca beat Chivas two to one. The thing is, Chivas had 59% of the possession. But Pachuca outshot them 15 to 11. Mind you, this was going around for the whole game where Pachuca was basically starting to attack and attack and attack. And they ended up scoring, you know, 1 0. But the second goal, it came from an own goal by the goalkeeper Raul Gudino. But the thing is, from the camera angle, it doesn't look like it's an own goal from the goalkeeper, it's an own goal from the defender. But the thing is, when they played it in slow mo, in slow mo, you see a piece of the turf of the grass out, like with the mud, with 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 the with the dirt on it, 
and it hits the ball and the ball bounces off of that, that's where the goalkeeper misses that 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 shot, like that stop. Because he's looking around to see what's his best move. And at that time that he reacts and tries to chase after the ball, the ball's already going with the momentum because of that piece of dirt. And so I, that's the reason why I picked that game because it's so... I felt real bad. I was like, man, I was like, that's some fucked up shit. I was like, either the groundskeepers are going to get fired or, or you know, they, they're going to try to water the, the, the grass a little bit less this time around because I think it's it just it just happened to be scooped up earlier during the game and was just stayed a, there. Was this a home game for Chivas or for Pachuca? It was, uh, I believe it was a home game for Chivas. Let me double check. Um, let's see. Chivas. Chivas Pachuca. That was in... Oh, no. It was in Pachuca. Yeah. It was in Pachuca. Okay, so, so the grounds crew will be actually celebrated. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, the grounds crew will be celebrated. They, dude, trust me, like that was <laughs> they so knew the bad. Assignment. <laughs> yeah, that was so bad. Jesus Christ, that yeah. is that is that is definitely uh, quite the way to end that match. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but you know, uh, I, there's no. I mean, I guess technically, I believe the refs are supposed to like check the condition of the field before they, before you know, like they approve the field before they start the match. So, I mean, they approved it. So, I mean, it, you know, that's going to be a factor in the game, unfortunately. Yeah, that kind of sucks for, for Chivas, but hey, that's it. It'd it be like that sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I'll go ahead and segue into my game. And, you know, you're, <laughs> you, we're sticking into the theme of controversy because my game is also in some way, uh, well, not controversial, but just uh, uh, very. Uh, Eventful. <laughs> um, so Real Betis ends up beating Sevilla two to one. This is actually a rivalry I work between these two clubs. Um, right. Sevilla ended up having fifty one percent of the possession, so it's a rivalry game. It's going to be a battle. But Real Betis actually outshot sixteen to eighteen. But Edward, the game mm. was abandoned on Saturday. No what? The game was abandoned on Saturday. It was resumed on Sunday. At the 39th minute mark. And the reason why it had to be resumed for the next day was because a fan threw an object at John Jordan. Um, so uh so Ligoon is now is now moving on, moving into migrating into La Liga, and now fans are acting wild in La Liga matches. So <laughs> they ended up abandoning the game on Saturday and then they resumed play the next day on the 39th minute mark in an empty stadium. So, but let me check if that was a home game for Sevilla or was it for for uh, Betis? I could be wrong on that one. That would have sucked if that was a home game for. It was also a Copa del Rey game. Um, Benito Villamarín. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Real Betis. So, oh, that's why because they're they're all they're from Sevilla. Um, they're from Sevilla. Okay, now you know. The more you know, but uh, <laughs> the more you know. But yeah, so so uh, that it, that happened. The fan, uh, you know, fan ends up throwing an object at, at the Sevilla player. So La Vega ends up jumping right into it. They ended up stopping the game and resumed the next day, but in an empty stadium. Um, so they're already punishing the fans a lot quicker than Ligue 1 has. 
Um, so props, yeah. <laughs> props to the Lego. But Edward, how do you feel about that? I mean, damn. <laughs> I just, I'm just saying, like it, it's kind of weird. Um, I honestly, I, I guess, yeah, I guess like the French, maybe, maybe the French. You know, fans changed their jerseys for like a weekend and they went to Spain. You know, I mean, they made an appearance at the MLS Cup final. And, you know, like, now they're going over to the Lego. They're taking over the world, man. Yeah, they're, they're those, rust, those, uh, what you call it? Those, um, what would you call those? Those, um, French? I was about to say those, no, those rusty, but it was like going to say, I was like, those, uh, ruffians. There you go. Those ruffians oh. are taking over the world. It's just, it's just wow. That was, that, that's why I was like, I, I had to some, somehow bring this game up, and 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 it was a good game. Um, <laughs> all, uh, all thirty nine minutes of it. <laughs> so, but uh, quite an interesting turn of events for, for those games. So both of us picked some very eventful games, um, to say the least. But all right, Edward, players of the week. Sorry, players of the week. Who's your player of the week? All right, so my player of the week is I'm actually going over to the Bundesliga for this one, and it's actually Erling Haaland who scores two goals in Borussia Dortmund's 5-1 win against SC Freiburg. Yeah, so uh, so Lily Freiburg was not up to task against against uh, Borussia Dortmund. Um, yeah. Which now, I, well, I guess I don't know if they've been for a while, but I know now they're in second. They're they're uh, six points away from Bayern Munich. Um, so it's getting a little interesting there, but yeah, Erling Haaland, uh, you know, it's a name that we're, we hoping to hear a little bit more often, you know, obviously he was the runner up for the 2021, uh, Roosevelt Spencer player of the year award, but, um, hopefully, you know, he's, he, he already, he's, he's back on the ballot, uh, for, for 2022. So, and they'd have, yeah. they'd have a great performance for himself. So I definitely agree with that one. Yeah, he did. And um, my player of the week. Uh, I'm actually going to stick in the Bundesliga as well. And it is actually the winner of the 2021 Rose Spencer's Player of the Year Award. Mr. Robert Lewandowski, who ends up scoring a hat trick in Bayern Munich's 4 to nothing win against Cologne. Yeah. Oh, and also, yeah. Pops, congratulations to him because he did win uh, player, uh, player of the Year uh, for FIFA. Uh, I think oh, that's what it was. So. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay, so what's the ball door? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's a, I think, yeah, he deserves it. I mean, yeah, he deserves that vote from you. I uh, just, it's it's so weird that we always end up going to like Holland or Lewandowski. But I mean, dude, I mean, can you really blame us like that? They're just some caliber type players. I'm like, they pull some shit out of their ass where, we're just like, damn, impressive. So yeah, so these two are are now in in the ballot for Player of the Year. So maybe 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 this is the finalist group again because you know everyone's gonna probably pick both of these guys at some point. <laughs> so you already know, bro. You already know. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, congratulations to Erling Haaland and Robert Lewandowski for being for being for being our players of the week. All right, so there are some games to look forward to this weekend. Um, like I said earlier in this episode, it, we are now entering the round of 16 for the African Cup of Nations. So things are going to get a little bit spicier now as now it's it's winter go home now for these African nations to see who's going to lift 
the 2021 and 2022 uh, African Cup of Nations because this tournament was supposed to be last year. <laughs> but obviously, it's this year. But anyways, continuing on. Uh, in Liga MX, you have America taking on Atlas and Pumas taking on Tigres. All right. Yeah. That'll be a good one. In League Un, we have RC Lens versus Marcial. Lens has actually had a is having a pretty good stretch of games as of recently. And uh, the other game is Montpierre versus Monaco. Uh, Montpierre is also a team that's actually making quite uh, having some some form over there in, in League Un. Uh, but PSG is like way ahead of everybody. But uh, but continuing on in the Bundesliga, we have Hoffenheim taking on Borussia Dortmund. Ooh, and Hertha Berlin uh, attempting to take on Bayern Munich. Ooh, Robert Lewandowski. <laughs> so it's <everyone's> already conflicted. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, no, in, I, I, I said, Ooh, Dortmund, and then I went straight and just, Ooh, Lewandowski. <laughs> yep. In the Serie A, Lazio take on Atalanta. And we have another singing bet in place as AC Milan takes on Juventus. Oh, fuck me sideways. So if you guys want to know, obviously AC Milan is my team in the Serie A. Spencer and Edward both go for Juventus. So last time we actually had a draw, so nothing happened. But who knows who's to say maybe Juventus tops over AC Milan. Or Milan beats Juventus, so I still have to do my thing, but I just knew you win, Spencer. Yeah, um, I, the thing is, I think you know what I'm gonna have to do. I'm gonna have to take a whole day off just so we can do that on the day. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take either like a Wednesday off when I don't have the kids, or I don't know. Oh man, it's horrible. <laughs> so I mean, hopefully, hopefully that list of songs don't don't start piling up on you even more. But yeah, yeah so I that know. is going on in Syria. In La Liga, you have Atletico Madrid taking on Valencia, and Sevilla taking on Celta Vigo. Ooh. So, and then obviously we mentioned Tecatito is now with Sevilla. Well, in Celta Vigo, they also have Oberlin Pineda. Oh yeah. Hopefully we, we get to see him play as well. In the English Premier League, this is where we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for the games to watch this weekend. We have Everton now with no longer with Rafa Benitez taking on Steven G in Aston Villa, which uh, it's going to be Lucas Digne's, uh, I guess, a Lucas Digne revenge game, if you will, for, for Aston Villa. Also, yeah, I mean, you know, Coutinho, you know, Coutinho, let's see what he does. How, what does he, he do in his follow-up of his debut um, as an Aston Villa player? As a, uh, I, I, I mean, his debut, I think, was actually pretty good. Yeah, like, he, scored, he, he scored a goal and assist. So. Yeah, in the, four, in the 14th minutes that he played, you know, first 14 minutes he played, he scored. Yeah, terrible troll job. I was like, they're like, Coutinho, 23 minutes, one goal. <laughs> Jason Sancho. I think it was like, I think, does he have a goal? Yeah, he, I think he has a goal. Yeah, no. yeah, but the thing is like, I don't know, man. Honestly, I feel Jason Sancho should have stayed in, in Dorthman, but I mean, hey, to each his own and each, each club 
you know, their own, like, they, you know. In, in hindsight, he should have. Yeah. Honestly. No, I mean, I honestly, I mean, I was, I was excited for Man U, but the thing is, like, then, you know, we both said it, like, so we, we, we honestly thought he was going to start, like, all the time. And, uh, I guess it just Whoa, didn't were we wrong. <laughs> we were fucking wrong. <laughs> no, not where we wrong. We were fucking wrong. Yeah. So, yikes. And uh, the last game is Chelsea versus Tottenham. Unfortunately, we didn't get the North London derby last week because of Arsenal claiming that they didn't have enough players to play. Um, and and DPL ended up proving that, so they actually had to reschedule that game. But we do have another London derby as Chelsea take on Tottenham. So we'll see how that All goes right. for how that turns out for Tottenham and the Blues. But yeah, so those are the games to look forward to this weekend. We're gonna go ahead and take one more break and then we'll get going with three up, three down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward, and we, we are, are Intername FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see, see you there. there. Yeah, just tell me. And we're back. <laughs> what? Huh? What? We're, we're, we're on. Oh, okay, because you're just <laughs> laughing. Well, because you talk, you, like as soon as I pressed record, you started talking, and then I was like, "Hey, we're back!" And then you're like, "What?" <laughs> oh, we'll keep this on. We'll keep this. In. And we're back, guys. Um, so three up, three down, and the topic is songs that came out the years we were born. So if you guys want a reference, um, Edward and Spencer are both from the year 1989, and I am from 1991. That's right, I am the baby of this group. Um, so. <laughs> So we're gonna obviously we always start things off with Spencer. And on Spencer's three down, he has Stand by REM. Wait. Yeah, Stand by REM, which I'm not really an REM guy. I don't know if you were ever into REM. Not really. It's an acquired taste, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and number two, he has "Bad Dance" by Prince. So, <laughs> I'm sometimes I'm uncomfortable listening to Prince. I'm not gonna lie, I love Prince, but I, I, sometimes I am kind of uncomfortable listening to Prince because you know how he like moans throughout their songs too. Yeah. So, and then at number one, he has "Sweet Surrender," uh, the song "Wet, Wet, Wet." No, wow, that just sounds horrible already as it is. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's Spencer's three down. Edward, do you want to start or do you want me to go first? Uh, I guess I'll start. All right. Okay. While I have it kind of fresh on my, on my mind. So, uh, because I mean, I'm only saying these because these are songs that I probably don't listen to much and I'm not a big fan of the artist. So... One is uh, what was the one I said? Number three, I guess. Uh, Too many broken hearts by Jason Donovan. Oh man! Uh, <clears throat> yeah, in the feels. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, yeah. Um, number two, Soldier of Love, Donny Osmond. Okay. Yeah. And uh, number one, what was that uh, fucking song? I literally saw it a little bit ago. Oh, If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher. I'm just, the only song I'll ever listen to, and it's just because South Park made a little parody of it, was that if you believe in life after love, and then we also make fun of Burke for that and say that that's his song, even though it's not, but we just, you know, but it's just, it just, <laughs> you know, it's just for fun, for shits and giggles, for fun. But yeah, those are my bottom three. When I hear uh, if you could turn back time, I always think of that uh, that scene where where Meg is singing in front uh, with the Navy sailors. Mm, yeah, that's actually all right. Anyways, um, so uh, for my three down, obviously 1991. These two are from 1989, so it's gonna be a little bit different. Um, at number three, I have "Touch Me All Night Long" by Kathy Dennis. Oh wow. Uh, Zoo Station by U2 is my number two. Mm-hmm. And uh, You Love Us by The Manic Street Preachers is my number one. Uh, this is where I was kind of like, all right, it's cool. We can move on from punk music. This is why that's my number one. <laughs> ah, there you go. And all right, so that's my three down. And we're going to move into the three up. And we'll start things off, obviously, with Spencer once again. And at number three, he has. Miss You Much by Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, Janet Jackson is a pop icon. Uh, we all, we've all heard a few songs from Janet Jackson. We all know some moments about Janet Jackson, but we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, you got you to you have some Janet Jackson somewhere. Uh, number two, and this is definitely a classic, uh, Bobby Brown, It's My Prerogative. This is my prerogative. Oh yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, so that's a good good choice there by Spencer. And number one is uh, back from back to life, the song "Soul to Soul." Mm. Oh wait, no wait, I got that. Wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute, Spencer, Spencer's over here throwing me off right now. I think the group is "Soul to Soul." I think so. Yeah, I was about to say. I'm like, wait, I, I know, I know, I know that. I know, I'm like, whoa, what the hell? Soul to soul, the song is back to life. Okay, Jesus Christ. Um, yep. So that is Spencer's three up. Edward, what is your three up? All right. So my three up. Um, my number three, "Bust a Move" by Young MC. Okay. Um. I mean, who could go wrong with that song? You know what I mean? It definitely, it could definitely get a house party going. Yeah, pretty much. We've seen it on movies. <laughs> um, number two, <laughs> you really do. It's like a yeah, it's 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 in, it's in there. It's a lot of. Uh, it's always in like uh like the 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 team like the building <laughs> moment. You know what I mean? Where like all the friends are getting together and. It's like, it's like hold 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 this hold on hold on let me go ahead and show you and we tell the DJ to switch it up and then that comes on and then they start you know going hardcore on it yeah so, yeah definitely good pick yeah and then uh, number two is uh, Motley Crue kickstart my heart you hear that at every sporting event 
that and the fact that it was actually on the office that's dwight's power uh that's dwight's uh that's right songs that's that's dwight's uh like where pick up he's song like, where you he's gotta like do this again leave the car leave the car keys do you still do leave the car keys and then he just locks himself in the car and he gets all hyped up with it and starts smashing his head on the fucking headrest yeah so um but what's funny yeah. was in that and that's and also in the office uh when he was getting hyped for the uh what was it that episode uh performance reviews because he's getting hyped to Dr. Feelgood by by Motley Crue. Yeah. Well, I wonder yeah. I wonder if Ring Wilson I mean I'm sure cuz I know he plays I know he can play musical instru- instruments. And I know he's 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 actually like really into rock music so maybe he he yeah. he, he chose to play Motley Crue. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. They let him do that his own. Um, and then my number one, I gotta go and jump over to Spanish genre. This is kind of dedicated to my aunt, who she was a Bookies fan. Um, number one is "Como Fui a Enamorarme de Ti" by Los Bookies. It's a that's classic. A that's a good. It's one. a classic for us. <laughs> that is a good, that's that's cleaning music. <laughs> yep. That's that's doing your early, tours in the morning music. Early in the freaking morning. <laughs> that's a good one. I I like your number one. All right. Going to my three up. And I'm gonna start things off at number three. Neon Moon by Brooks and Dunn. Oh nice. Yep. I I will say my nineteen ninety one was definitely has some really good good songs. This was definitely the, a hard list for me to to break down to a top three. Uh, number two, "Come As You Are" by Nirvana. Okay, and, that's a good one. Yeah, you're gonna love number one. Number oh, one, "Enter the Sandman" by Metallica. Nice. Yeah, you're talking about the most like one of the most iconic rock songs in metal, and uh, <laughs> like. Uh, unfortunately, we do we do live in a world now where kids wear Metallica shirts and don't even know the band. So, that, like, no, I, I found this in I found this in my dad's closet and I'm wearing. Oh, so well, what the hell? Mexico Institute's five year ban of fans who partake in anti gay chant. Huh? That just popped up on my phone. I just saw it. Um, literally just popped up on ESPN. It's like Mexico fans who partake in anti-gay chanting will be given a five-year ban. Mexican Football Federation FNF President Yonde Luisa announced on Monday. Obviously, you you know what they're you know the phrase that they're talking about. But okay, so they're gonna so Liga MX is laying like well Mexico is laying down the the, the to stop them having them yell out that uh, puto. So all right. Well, there's some news that just dropped there right right then and there as we wrap up this show. But that is 303 Down. This is the show. This is episode 72. Thank you for listening. I want to give you a shout out to Belly Up Podcast Network. Make sure you guys check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com. They have some great articles. Um, they, Belly Up just announced their uh, channel on Tiki Live. So Tiki Live is a free cable uh, app that you can have, you can actually have it on your Amazon Fire Stick, uh, on your Roku TV. It's available on, on smart TVs. You literally download the app and you can actually catch 
some of the live or replay shows that all of, of Belly Up Sports. So it's actually an official live channel. Um, we're working on some things. Actually, me and me and Kelsey are, are going to be working on a little on a little project that's gonna we don't want to unveil just yet, but it's in the works for, with me and Kelsey. Um, also, uh, the Belly Up Radio is going to be coming up. It's actually going to be at the end of this month. So we'll give you guys some more details as we get closer to that. Um, so be on the lookout. Once again, check out bellyupsports.com because things are happening over there on Belly Up and you guys don't want to miss out on that. We want to give a shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company, A&G Graphics, because they created the Instagram Name FC logo. We love this logo. Everyone knows about how much we love this logo. Edward yells at every single episode how much he loves his yeah. logo too, Alejandra. Yep. Um, I love you. <laughs> So make sure you guys follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. Hit her up if you guys need a logo done for whatever you need. Also, obviously, we can't do this show without this guy, and that is Roosevelt Spencer. We want to give a great shout out to him, man. Um, you know, once again, he makes us he makes us sound the way we sound, and, and we always appreciate it for all the hard work he does for us. Because uh, who knows what insert name FC would have sounded like if it wasn't for him. So follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. If you guys like his beats, well, if you're trying to be getting into rapping, or maybe you're you're a fellow podcaster and you like you want to have your own intro and outro, well, hit up Spencer once again on Instagram at that guy dope. That is episode seventy two. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good weekend, and uh, we'll see you guys next week for episode seventy three. All right, take care, guys.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.